Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast, The Towel in the Basin. I'm Jamie Dew, president of NOBTS and Level College. Always grateful to have you listening to this. It is very humbling when I meet some of you out uh, and about while I'm preaching in churches and stuff or camps and that you listen to these. It means a lot to me and um, just uh, really kind of shocked, but uh, hopefully this helps you. Picking up today with a series that we've been doing this all this semester on essentially for you, the design of this podcast is to help you think about your faith in meaningful ways, both in terms of what it what it says and what it affirms, but most importantly in living it out. Man, if we don't if we don't live it out well, then what good is it in thinking it out well? So that's the design of this is just to help you do that. With that, this semester we've been focusing on reading your Bible, Old and New Testament things, different kinds of uh problems or questions that come up with our, our biblical studies. And so uh, I am very excited today. I've got a good friend of mine in the studio with me, Dr. Alan Bandy. Alan, good to have you here with me today. Good to be here, Jamie. I appreciate it. Uh, Alan has got to be one of the nicest people in the whole world. And uh, I'm just grateful to have him here on the faculty with us at NOBTS and Level College. Uh, when did we meet? What year would that have been? Eight? Seven, yeah, 2008. Somewhere in there, yeah. yeah. That's right. I just finished PhD at Southeastern, and you were the assistant director of the PhD program there, I think it was, That's at correct. the time. And then you went from there to OBU, Oklahoma Baptist, and we maintained friendship there. And mm-hmm. uh, then what was it, maybe three years ago? Yeah. Something yeah, like that? Coming up on three years. Yep. I called you up out of the blue one night, and uh, it's one of my favorite things I get to do, by the way, Alan, <laughs> is uh, call people up out of the blue and blow their world up. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. In a good, in good way, ways. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, we needed him yeah. here, and um, we started a process then, and you've been here with us, what, two years? You're in your third now, In right? my third year, yes. That's right. And you teach New Testament. New Testament. And you're the director of our PhD program. That's, so, that's correct. Yep. So all inquiries for doctoral students are going to come to you, and he's going to guide you through that. If you're interested in our doctoral program, we'd love to have you. Um, yeah, so Alan is just a dear, dear brother. Uh, in all seriousness, one of the kindest people I've ever met in my life, and uh, brilliant New Testament scholar, published very well. And uh, you've got two real big areas of expertise, the book of Revelation, which is what we're going to talk about right now, mm-hmm. and then also Pauline stuff as well. And you yeah. published a good bit on both of those, right? Uh, yeah, mostly Revelation. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, good. That's a hot topic, and that's what we want to talk about today. So the book of Revelation, Alan, uh, bringing you in to help us think about this book and mm-hmm. see it more clearly. Um, maybe just to start off, you know, anywhere I go when I meet new Christians or politically charged Christians, or maybe even people that are not yet Christians, but they're really interested in the faith, and they've maybe just for the first time picked up their Bible and really dug into it, or trying to at least. Man, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times. People just want to start with the book of Revelation. And I don't mind telling you, maybe you'll tell me otherwise in this podcast, but I don't mind telling you, I typically say to them, no, 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 don't start there. <laughs> because it's easy to get lost in the book of Revelation, and uh, it's just, but it is where everybody's interested in what it has to say. So let me start here, just ask you this question. What is the book of Revelation actually about? What's it doing big picture for us? Great question. And just to, to segue, I when I was a brand new Christian, I read the book of Revelation I was reading through the whole Bible, and when I got to Revelation, I think about halfway through, I put it down and never opened up again for mm. a couple of years because yeah. it was just so bizarre. I, I had no grasp on it, right. and I couldn't help but interpret it in light of my own circumstances, and so I believed I was in the end times and you know, just yeah. started getting yeah. some weird ideas. And right. um, But Revelation is is... 
It is a difficult book, uh, probably the most difficult book, uh, at least of the New Testament, right. if not one of the, the ones of the whole Bible. Um, yet at the same time, it's, it's, I believe, one of, for me, the most beneficial books I've ever spent. I spent the last 20 years studying it in mm. depth, and, um, and it has enhanced my faith, and it has given me a, a bigger uh, theological understanding of God and Christ, mm-hmm. has given me hope, mm. it's challenged me uh, personally. Um, so when 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 people ask me what revelation's about well obviously it reveals the return of christ mm-hmm. and the establishment of his rule and reign right. for eternity it kind of ends the story but the the passage i like to go to is because revelation most people automatically think gloom and doom mm-hmm. destruction judgment hellfire brimstone tribulation, stuff, tribulation. Yeah. yep and I often point them to um, Revelation chapter 21, where it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first earth and the first heaven passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Hmm. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death Hmm. or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Hmm. So Revelation being the last book of the Bible is a perfect ending to the whole story of Scripture, beginning with Genesis, Mm -hmm. where God had created a perfect earth, a perfect creation, and his perfect image bearers. But because of sin and rebellion, death, the curse... All of those things entered in and marred it. Mm-hmm. And so following kind of that big story of the scripture, you have you know, creation, fall, and then the rest of the Bible is redemption. What God is doing to redeem and restore mm-hmm. not just his people, his creation, his image bearers, but also all of creation, which has been ruined and damaged by that. And so what you get to the end of Revelation, you see that 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 is the big picture, that God is undoing the effects of the curse. Hmm. No more sin. The old order of things, the way we know life. So when we look at our world today and we see famines and wars and and plagues, and and it's just, it's depressing, Mm -hmm. right? And we... Deep down in our soul, we cry out, this is not the way it's supposed to be. Right. And, and, and essentially, we're echoing what Scripture is saying. This is not the way it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And God will make everything right. So essentially, then, the book of Revelation is about what's uh, God making it new. God making it new. So, uh, Re- 
yeah, renewal. In, in short, then, I mean, it sounds like a lot of times the assumption we've got when we come to the book is backwards, because most people, I think, read the book of Revelation with the idea that this is about the end and the destruction of the earth and God punishing and destroying and all of those things. And, you know, obviously some of those things happen in there, but yeah. ultimately the, the the last bit of it is to, to see how God is making everything new for us. Yes. Everything we made wrong in our sins, God is That's making right. right by Jesus Christ and His grace. And even the judgment serves a purpose. So, you know, when we get into theology and we talk about theodicy, why is it that God allows bad things to happen? Mm-hmm. And it seems that God allows where wicked seemingly go unpunished right right and there's there's great atrocities done but but throughout the book you have the saints crying out how long O lord mm-hmm. until you right vindicate us right and so what we see is that god in his mercy and patience he is he is allowing you know the intervening time but there will come a day when there will be accountability right and justice will be served mm. and it will be fierce and terrifying mm-hmm. this is not something to delight in but something to dread so for those that have their hope and faith in Christ we do not need to fear his wrath but the reality is that when a holy just god unleashes his judgment on a wicked humanity that's serious so mm. Yes, the judgment comes as right. part of the salvation. So a just God must punish. Right. Um, and so it all kind of fits within the logic and narrative. Yeah, but even that's a pathway to this new, re- it's new a, heavens a path, and earth. It's yeah. a pathway to the ultimate. So essentially the cry throughout Scripture, I mean, you go all the way back to the book of Job, one of the earliest books written in the, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You see this cry in the, in the book of Job. You see it in the Psalms, this how long, O Lord, the angst that humans seem to have throughout our existence, biblical and now, yeah. is the, the scales seeming to be imbalanced, that, that justice is not as it's supposed to be. And the book of Revelation makes all that right and then makes it new again. Yes. Okay. All right. If that's the book of Revelation, what it's doing, so then why is that valuable for the church today? To help us for, for your average believer today, how is that helpful for us today? Well, a, a number of reasons, right? Um, ultimately, um, and I think it's in, in the purpose of, of why the book was written in the first place. Um, Jesus gives the command to John, write to the seven churches of Asia. Hmm. So here you have the churches in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Sardis, Thyatira, so forth, that they are a marginal minority in that culture. Okay. Um, There were no laws protecting them. There was. When you say marginal, what do you mean by that? Marginal is what I mean is it wasn't mainstream. Okay. It, they were a a minority group. Gotcha. And gotcha. Okay. even if they had people that were wealthy and influential, they were overall still seen as a smaller group of aberrant people that have the potential of being dangerous. Uh, for their way of for the the larger culture's way of life, and therefore to be shunned and avoided. Okay, and part gotcha. of that had to do with the religion. So essentially, of, of the a, Romans. a rather in, uninfluential group of people. Uninfluential, okay. right? And not all of them were being persecuted, but persecution was a reality that they lived in. 
And not all persecution is necessarily imprisonment and death, right? right? Some of the worst forms of persecution are nobody shops at your business Hmm. and you can't make a living or you can't even conduct business, right? So you have no means of making an income. Um, And so the social pressures as well as the legal and political pressures um, made it so that these early believers struggled because they wanted to remain true to Christ. They were following Christ, but the temptation to compromise, Hmm. participate in the local religions, the local trade guilds, which all were connected to the religions, or to worship the emperor, put them at a disadvantage. And so, so part of that was when you're kind of beaten down and you're already a nobody, man, that, that, can, that can wear on somebody, right? right? So, so I think at the core of the message of the book of Revelation is be faithful. Okay. The word endure is used repeatedly. So keep on keeping on. Stay faithful to Christ. Even if they imprison you, even if they kill you, be faithful to Christ. And even if in this life you're killed, God will one day resurrect you and make it right Hmm. and judge those who judged you, right? So at the core, I think, of the purpose of Revelation for the churches is to strengthen them, Mm -hmm. to push through the temporary adversities that they're facing Mm -hmm. in their faith in Christ and to know that he's ruling and reigning Mm -hmm. and he sees and he knows and, and he will make it right. Um, and, and just on a, on a side note, right, when, when we go through the difficulties of life, there is some great encouragement. Um, I think even in former generations, and you can see it reflected in the hymns, that focus on our heavenly reality, the right. home, yeah. right? When the roll is called up yonder, <laughs> right? All of these songs... Um, it's not just a matter of looking forward to heaven one day. It's living in light of the reality that what we experience here is all temporary and passing. Mm-hmm. And none of it is outside of God's sovereign control. Hmm. And that gives us great hope yeah. to endure whatever comes our way. Are you an NOBTS or Level College alum? If so, consider joining our brand new Alumni Association. Inside, you'll be able to connect with alum from all over the world. You'll be able to audit classes for free, and you'll be the first in line for a long list of other goodies. To get started, visit us at nobts.edu slash alumni. So the book of Revelation then uh, is designed to do two Big things, I guess you could say. I tremble to reduce it like that. Yeah. But one is theological, letting us know about how God will balance the scales yeah. and then make all things new. Yeah. So there's these theological components to the Christian story that it's bringing to completion. Yeah. But then simultaneously, second, there's this calling to these churches of Asia Minor that are in some ways very, very, very different from us. I mean, they're facing particular kinds of temptations that are very different from ours, yeah. and yet at the same time strikingly similar, yeah. right? There's cultural yeah. pressures on them. 
They themselves are marginalized as unimportant, insignificant, uninfluential, and even struggle to survive because of their faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And and in that, the temptation to essentially not be faithful is always there. Yeah. And so there's this calling to the people in the book, to the churches of Asia Minor, to be faithful in all contexts, no matter what. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's correct. All right, um, maybe we end with this, just a little lanyap here at the end, mm-hmm. because this is what everybody wants to know, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's probably, I, I trust that that's helpful to everybody. I know it helps me read the book of Revelation differently. Um, but everybody wants to know, is it a pre-trib, is it a post-trib, is it a mid-trib, is it a, is it a, a pre-millennial, is it a post-millennial, all of these types of things. And if you don't know what all those things are, ah, go live your life in peace. Uh, you're probably better for it. But um, what do you think is going on? Yeah. So my, my typical response when I get asked that question is to talk about the first coming of Christ. Okay. So the Old Testament clearly predicted Jesus of Nazareth right. and his earthly ministry, his death and resurrection. It even says that in the Gospels that he taught them everything that was written about him yeah. and, you know, the Torah and, and writings and, and, and prophets. And, and so when we look back, we can see it so clearly, born of a virgin from Bethlehem right. and, and even in the death and resurrection, you have that in Isaiah 53. Um, but why wasn't it crystal clear even to his own disciples right. when he was walking among them? Why did they miss the clear fulfillment of all the prophecies? It wasn't until after the resurrection, and i.e. the Holy Spirit in filling them, that it became crystal clear to them. And so it's kind of like that old saying, hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. So it's like, it's not that it wasn't there. But they still didn't see it until it happened. Right. That's kind of the way I see a second coming. <laughs> I think it, it it gives us some clues. I think there are certain schemes. My own scheme is uh, I would identify as historical pre mill. Hmm. Um, Me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah. Um, I, I've held a lot of the different views. I was dispensational for a while, then all millennial almost. And um, but 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 I, I I've landed on historical premill. Now, when we get into the whole thing about the the timing of the rapture, that's another conversation sure. for another day. But but the end of it is that none of us have a clear and total picture on these things mm-hmm. until after Jesus comes back. Right, and then we all look back and go. Oh, of course, that was the way that's it was how be. it was, you know. Yeah. So I kind of it's not it's not agnosticism. It's not that I'm I'm claiming ignorance. It's just um, I think that the purpose of Scripture is to give us the hope He's coming back mm-hmm. and the certainty of it. Um, not necessarily to give us a blueprint of exactly what's going to happen, and how it's going to unfold. Yeah. You know, it's. Um so essentially, God only gives us clues. He doesn't lay out anything explicit. And well, even in Revelation, there's a point where John hears seven thunders. And John, it says, John says, I was about to write it down when a voice told me, do not write, you know, and seal it up. So when, 
in other words, even in Revelation, it doesn't give us a full revelation of everything. Right, right. And Paul says when he talks about in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, when he looks forward to uh, heaven, we see through a glass darkly. Yeah. John in 1 John chapter 3, it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. Yeah. So there's these clear indications that God is concealing to us. And there is, historically speaking, I like to point this out to folks, for those who want to be absolutely dogmatic about what happens and then divide, be yeah. divisive yeah. over people differing with That's them, right. I like to point out to them that in the entire history of God's people, Old Testament, New Testament, Jews, and Christians, one thing that has been consistent is that the people of God have not understood what God is doing regarding the end times. Yeah. So, for example, even the disciples after the resurrection, right, in Acts chapter 1, they're sitting there, and Jesus, they're back with Jesus, and they come to him, and immediately they're thinking eschatology and political stuff. You're going to restore the kingdom That's now. Right. Are, you gonna now? <laughs> Are you going to do it now? And they've asked him this multiple times throughout the Gospels, and he essentially just says, it's still not for you to know those things. Go focus on essentially being witnesses, receive the power of the Spirit, and now go do my spiritual work and leave me to do all those things. Yeah. And I, you know, I take from all that, I'm supposed to be humble about yeah. the end times and what happens. But I appreciate you pointing out, this is about a new creation that's coming. This is about the scales being made right. And this is about ultimately God calling his people in the midst of very difficult political socioeconomic circumstances to be faithful to him. Yeah. And, and just to add a couple things to what you just said, and I know we're wrapping this up. One, I'm writing a, a book, a major book. It's taken me over a decade so far. I'm doing a history of interpretation of Revelation. Oh, wow. Um, with Zondervan. That's and cool. I got up through the 20th century, to the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I discovered in, you know, <laughs> from the earliest centuries till the 20th century, there has never been a once and for all final definitive interpretation of Revelation. Mm-hmm. It has changed over the years. Not that Revelation is unknowable. Right, but it 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 definitely when we become dogmatic and use it as an acid test of orthodoxy, right, right, um, that that becomes problematic. Right. Um, the other thing I would add is the language of soon. Look, I am coming soon. It repeats over and over again. Um, there's different interpretations of what is meant by soon because clearly that was two thousand years ago. Right. It's not. The way we knew you <laughs> <Right>. sword soon. <laughs> um, one one strand of interpretation that I'm I'm increasingly more and more convinced of is that the soon language is meant to imply certainty. Okay. Not necessarily time nearness frames. and time. Yeah, okay. So in other words, the repeated this is gonna be soon, soon, the immediacy of it is to emphasize that this is definitely certain and you can bank on it. Hmm. And once again, it adds to that faith-strengthening hope that he is going to do what he said he's going to do. And and even if it seems like the enemy is winning, yeah, Jesus's victory is certain. Wow, be confident. He's coming. Hey, yeah. man, I appreciate it. Hey, this no is super helpful. And uh, once again, for everybody out there, uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully this is helping you read your Bible better and see the bigger picture of what God's doing. And we'll keep going on our end. You keep going on yours. We'll see you soon. Hey, everybody. This is Jamie and Joe again. If you like this podcast, would you leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts? That helps other people find it. 
And if you have any questions, we'd love to hear about them. Just go to jamiedo.com slash questions and send them in that way. And we'll take a look at the most frequently asked questions and give them a shot.